listening to The John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas. Brandon Presley at the Cowboy 20, deep to return it. A bit of a tricky situation here because he's punting out of the shadows into the sunlit portion of the field. Sanchez takes a snap, pressure comes, and it's blocked! Blocked, and the Cowboys scoop it up, running down the right sideline, into the end zone is Trace Ford, pistols firing, touchdown Oklahoma State, the scoop and score for Trace Ford. Broadcasting live from the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium, here's the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. Great to be here at the Baylor Club this afternoon. Their uh, member appreciation social hour coming up. Uh, about an hour from now is when it starts, 4.30 to 6.30. So come on out, be a part of that. Baylor Club 101, one of the many offerings they have available at the Baylor Club here at McLean Stadium. Highlight cut courtesy of the Cowboys Sports Network from Learfield, uh, authored by the voice of the Cowboys, Dave Hunziker, who joins us now. And Dave, welcome to you. Really looking forward to this game coming up on Saturday. Yeah, we sort of need to, from an Oklahoma State perspective, find out how good we are. And uh, Saturday will tell us a great deal about that. So, yeah, I think we're, I'm excited just to sort of find out where we stand. That's funny you mentioned that because that's one of the things I wanted to ask you. Uh, do you do you feel like the team knows how good they are? I mean, they're number nine in the nation. Uh, do you feel like they've got a handle on how good they really are, or uh, is that yet to be determined? John, I think it's to be determined. I mean, you've got five new starters out of six, you know, really on the back end defensively. So you've got five. Yeah, I think we're having trouble with this cell signal. I apologize. We had a little cell issue there. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Sorry about Go that. Go ahead. We got you now. What happened? <laughs> so anyway, but I'll just recap what I said. I don't think we know how good Oklahoma State is. And, you know, you've got six out of seven new starters on the back end defensively. Uh, you've got new tailback. You've got some, you know, you've got some new players involved uh, to some extent at wide receiver because of injury. So, I don't know. I, I don't think they know. And to be honest, Sean, we'll see. Time can change it. What I say Oklahoma State is the number nine, number seven team in the country, if you just made me tell you the absolute truth, which I will, I would say no. I think that's a little high. But you go in Saturday, you start to really be able to make a strong case for that. There's nothing wrong with the fact that they're ranked. And we're grateful for it. Don't get me wrong. It's not like I'm saying take it back, please. No. Yeah. You don't. That's not. That's not what you're doing. But I don't. That seems a bit lofty to me right now. In a month, maybe not. Well, we'll find out a lot about both teams uh, in this great matchup on Saturday. Coach Aranda was telling us this week that he thinks Spencer Sanders is bigger, stronger, faster. Uh, he's been around a lot. He has played a lot of snaps at quarterback for you guys. Uh, what have you seen so far from Spencer Sanders? Well, just continued comfort with everything involved in doing the job. And, you know, the one thing that's been good for him this year is this team's playing fast offensively all the time. For him, generally speaking, the faster the game is played, the better he is. And last year that didn't occur much except against Notre Dame in the Fiesta Bowl, against Oklahoma in Stillwater, and to some extent in the second half of the Big 12 championship game. Outside of that, this team didn't play fast, and that's because 
it really made its name off its defense. And the offense's job was to rush the football and not screw the game up. And But when the offense needed to play fast and needed to come up big late in the season, it did it for the most part. So for him, I think that playing fast really helps him. He likes that. Uh, and I think just by its nature, when you play fast, you create – naturally more opportunities for him to, to freelance and run. But he gets out of the pocket and runs. He's at his best. When you're going fast, the defense can't substitute. You're wearing them down. Just, I think, by its nature, you're going to create more opportunities for him to scramble and either run or throw. And that's when he's most dangerous. Dave, uh, you and I are good friends, and I think I can ask you this question without retribution. You can ask me anything you want, John. I appreciate that. But the Big 12 championship game last year was such a big win for Baylor, uh, and the way it ended was such a you know dramatic finish. Uh, by the same token, for you guys, it was it was that you know crushing a loss. Uh, I like to remind people, you know, who are crowing about Baylor winning, you know, and it was a huge win, you know, that, that it was that disappointing for the Cowboys. Is there any uh, carryover from that at all, you know, less than a year later and the Bears and the Cowboys playing again? There may be to an extent. I think there is with the fans. I'm not sure there is that much with the players. And I think the reason why is they went and beat Notre Dame, who was really, yeah. really good in the field. And – when they did that, it, you know, I think for the players, and that's just how I felt, you know, I would, they had lived on a razor's edge the entire year, John. I mean, this is a team last year that finished negative in turnover margin, uh, you know, was not a dominant team offensively, had won some close games, had caught several teams without their starting quarterback, not to take anything away from what they accomplished. They'd had a lot of good fortune. They barely escaped Boise. Uh, so they were really, really lucky to win that game. They barely escaped Bedlam. And so at some point, it gets you. And that's how I looked at it. And then when they went and beat Notre Dame, it was sort of like the vindication that none of that was fake. Yes, some of those games were close, but we were legit. We were a really, really good team. We beat a very, very highly talented Notre Dame team that really, from a matchup standpoint, was extraordinarily difficult for Oklahoma State, but they found a way to beat them anyway. So I think there's a little bit of carryover. There's certainly some of the fans, but the players, I may be reading this wrong, but I don't think there is that much because I think I don't think they feel like, even though they would have loved to have won that game and won the league, at the same time, I think they, they because they beat Notre Dame the way they did in the Fiesta Bowl, I think that they any you know need to vindicate or authenticate how good you were that got taken care of in Tempe. Yeah, real I that's say in uh, in Phoenix. Yeah. And that was a huge win. In fact, I, I think I remember Mike Gundy saying after that ball win uh that it was the biggest win in school history and I thought, "Really? It Could it be?" But then as I thought through it, I thought, "I see what he's saying there." Well, and there was a lot of things at play. The defensive coordinator Jim Knowles had left for Ohio State. Yeah, And so you had that dynamic. You had some players that had already withdrawn for the transfer portal. So there was some of that going on. And, and again, it was Notre Dame. And Oklahoma State had never played Notre Dame. Uh, and, you know, it's just about impossible to ever get to play them. You know, they're just so talented in so many areas. And so, you know, I probably was. And, again, I think, too, for the reason I just said, to bounce back from the Big 12 championship game, be able to put that aside, 
and uh, and beat Notre Dame was a big deal. Although I will say this, I don't think you could have given Oklahoma State a better opponent than Notre Dame from that standpoint. If you can't get fired up to play Notre Dame, right. <laughs> then you probably need to switch to the bowling team. Because that's, that's, it doesn't get any bigger than that, no matter what the circumstances are. Dave Hunziker with us, voice of the Oklahoma State Cowboys, uh, number nine in the nation in the AP poll, seventh in the coaches poll, coming to Waco to play Baylor this week, 16th uh, in the nation in the AP poll, 14th in the coaches poll for Baylor. And Dave, uh, one of the one of the great matchups in the country, one of only three rank versus rank games, and maybe the top matchup in the Big 12 this Saturday. But uh, with what we've seen from the league so far this year, man, every game game every Saturday, there's going to be uh, rock'em, sock'em uh, matchups. One of my smart aleck friends, John, and I have a few of them because I <laughs> drift off into the smart aleck mode myself, so we tend, those folks tend to run together. Right. He said to me the other day, but he had a good point. He said, tell me who's going to finish last in the Big 12. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I said, shoot, I have no idea. That hasn't been that difficult in recent years. It's really difficult to figure out Number one, who's going to win it? Number two, yeah. who's the worst team? And exactly. It's been fun. It's been fun. So it, it, there's, you know what? Uh, I'm happy for Kansas. They've suffered. Uh, seems like Coach Leipold is the right guy, uh, you know, and seems to do things the right way. So you know what? Good for them. Until Oklahoma State plays, then uh, they can be off for a week and not have their their A game. But it's. It's a crazy league, man. It's it's been wild uh, to see some of these outcomes for sure. Yeah, very much, and hard to predict. And you know, this past Saturday, you guys were off, but uh, even looking at the results from this past Saturday, you know, it's uh, just hard to yeah. predict. Well, look forward to you guys coming down, you and John and Robert, and travel safe, and look forward to seeing you on Saturday. And uh, uh, here, here's just a word. Uh, it's a go-gold game at McLean Stadium, okay? So there's going to be a lot of gold here on Saturday. Well, depending on the shade of gold, I went to Missouri <laughs> to school. So to be a, a little more oh. on the yellow tint, yeah. which probably won't be too bad, but I, I hope it works out better. For, you know, I I, I don't want to you know I don't want to create ill will here by any means. But Missouri, my freshman year at, in college, came out in all gold uniforms and promptly missed a game-winning field goal to beat Notre Dame. Mm. So I, I don't I don't know my history with old gold. It didn't work out well for me, but at the same time, it didn't work out for the team in gold. So maybe that means we're going to play to a tie. <laughs> well. Well, let me tell you this. It's not the old gold. It's not that. It is the uh, bright gold. It's the new Baylor gold. So uh, it'll be a far, far stretch from that. But it'll be bright, I think, on Saturday when you match that Baylor gold and the uh, orange of Oklahoma State. So it's going to be a lot of fun, Dave. Thanks for your your time today. Great to visit with you. Oh, thank you, John. I'm looking forward to it. We always enjoy coming. Very good. Thanks very much. That is Dave Hunziker, the voice of the Cowboys, uh, one of the guys that I respect uh, as much as anybody in this business, and he does a great job representing Oklahoma State. He and John Holcomb and Robert Allen are the uh, trio that are on the air for Oklahoma State. They'll be here Saturday. It's a 2.30 kickoff 
for the Bears and the Cowboys. Our coverage here on ESPN Central Texas begins at 1030 with game day live. So uh, not as early as it has been uh, last couple of games, 1030, and then a 230 kickoff for Baylor and Oklahoma State. We look forward to that. Television is on Fox, the big Fox, on Saturday afternoon.